Designcast Podcast, the podcast for design and STEAM educators. Hello and welcome to Designcast, a podcast where I interview a wide range of excellent guests in design and STEAM education to get their unique perspectives. My name is Jason Reagan and I use my 20 plus years of experience as a design educator to dig deep into complex issues. This podcast has one simple mission, to create a community of people around the world that are interested in design and STEAM education. Each episode, I chat with guests from all corners of the design world, from classroom teachers to authors and even to educational consultants. We discuss a wide range of topics that we feel are relevant today. I do want to ask you that if you're enjoying this podcast, please leave a review, rate, subscribe, share, or download from your favorite podcasting app. This helps the podcast get discovered by listeners that might not find it otherwise. Also, it helps me to continually define the direction of future guests and episodes. Feel free to drop by my website, www.jasonreagan.ga, to leave me a comment or to sign up to be considered as a future guest on future episodes. Also, don't forget to stop by Anchor and leave me a voice clip that could even end up in an upcoming show. Thanks for listening. So let's get to it. On this episode of DesignCast, I was fortunate enough to connect with Ulukunle Isaac. He is a brand strategy designer that has a passion for design thinking and promoting the teaching of design skills in schools in his native Nigeria. He is such a passionate and authentic person and professional. I know that our discussion will be among the best thing that you will hear today. Please connect with Ulukunle through his social media links that are included in the show notes. Now sit back, relax, and enjoy this chat with Ulukunle Isaac. Welcome back to another episode of DesignCast, and I'm just so honored and humbled to have Olukunle Isaac with me. Olukunle, how are you today? I'm very fine, Jason. How are you too? I am doing great, and thank you so much for agreeing to chat with me. I know that what you're going to have to share with me and my listeners is so valuable and so important and so timely, so I cannot wait to get this started, and so thank you again for being here. Yeah, you're welcome, Jason. Thank you so much for having me. What I would like for you to do, if you don't mind, Mr. Isaac, could you just give us a little background about what was your educational journey? Okay. Hi, guys. My name is Olukunle Isaac. I'm a brand designer and a brand strategist based in Lagos, Nigeria. To answer Jason's question, I in my, in my journey as a designer, I found out that there, there were a lot of things lacking. This year makes you 13th year of me practicing design like professionally. So in my early years, I, I, I found out that all I was just doing was just being a tool user, 
and in my curiosity to solve bigger problems because that has been my kind of person. Whenever I see problems, I'm always eager to solve them and looking for a better a better way to do it. So which which led to my my interest in branding because I discovered that branding was a was a bigger part of solving problems more than design. So for just design, design is is just a fraction of the branding body. So immediately I I, I got to know about branding that caught my interest and I started looking deeper into it. Talking about my current role now as as a founder of Design Goes to School, Design Goes to School was an initiative I started about three years ago, and our major focus is to take design education to the secondary level of education and to impart the students with the knowledge needed to solve real-life problems. And that initiative started based on the fact that during my experience as a designer, we have I usually have clients that I, I wish they had design knowledge because I, I could imagine how easier and it would have been to communicate with some client if they had design knowledge and not just in terms of communication but in, in, in terms of the kind of value people usually place on what we do as creative, for example, it, it's usually not commensurate. So I just feel like, okay, what can, how can we solve this problem of people not being design inclined? And apart from those two, two um, reasons I stated earlier, other ones are the fact that I discovered that regardless of whatever profession you choose to um, venture into in life, the basic knowledge of design is so needed, whether you're a trader, whatever it is you do in, in the medical field, as an architect, as a musician, Whatever, just name any profession you can think of. The basic knowledge of design is needed in that. So all of those reasons were the big problems I was faced with at that point in my life. And I was like, okay, how can I be of, how can I create, what kind of solution can I create to this problem? Because I, I it was something I, I carried out a research with my fellow designers and we all had similar challenges. Almost everybody wished they had clients, they had people who, who can relate with at their level of knowledge. And also, we as a designer, we wish we knew some things earlier, which are the basic knowledge of design, because what most people who claim to be a designer now know is just how to use the tools, Photoshop, Corel Draw, Illustrator, Canva, and the rest. But in terms of appropriating the, what design is, to solve proper problems, to solve life problems. A lot of these so-called designers do not know it. All they know how to do is to just combine colors, tags, shapes, and all of that. So yeah, yeah that, that is like, a, it, it's a really big one for, I, I, I can't, I don't want to guess the percentage rate of this category and the people who actually understand what design is as regards problem solving. So these were the things I thought of and I was like, okay, at what level can we incorporate this knowledge? And I found out that students in senior secondary level, that is, I think that is high school for some countries, we call it secondary school in this part of the world. So students at that level are closer to real life. That is the way I like to put it. They are closer to, they are teenagers, they are at that point of trying to explore a lot of things in their lives. So introducing this knowledge into them at, at that stage 
would be of great impact to them and to the society at large. So I, I think that, that, that was how it came about all of that. And that's no. it basically. That's a fascinating story. And I want to talk more about Design Goes to School in a moment. But I want to back up and ask you a little bit more about you said that branding is a lot more than just design, and and that's sort of where you felt you could solve problems. What do you mean by that? What is it about branding and the the branding domain that you feel is where you can affect the most change? Okay, thank you for the question. For branding, the design, like I said earlier, is just a fraction of the branding process. To me, I believe branding is split into two major parts, the strategy part and the communication part. And on the communication part, it is also split into two halves, which is the visual and the verbal part. So what people, most people are familiar with is the visual part of communication, which is still under branding. So when people reach out to me most times and tell me, hi, I want you to brand my business. I want you to come up with a branding for me and all of that. What they mean most times is I want mm-hmm. to create logos. That's exactly right. And, yeah. Yeah. So and the, the rate of misconception is really, really high. So when I said branding gives more ground for you to create bigger solutions, to solve bigger problems, is because it is beyond just design. The strategic phase is, is very, very, very key, very, very important, the whole branding process. Any brand, any business out there that keeps the strategic phase and just move on to communication in terms of the visuals or maybe verbal, we'll, there's a limit to how much or how far they can go in terms of solving actual problems or meeting actual needs with your product or service. So understanding branding properly would help you solve better problems. So, and and I think there's a part of design thinking that is embedded in branding. So because the first stage is for you to empathize with with your customer, with your target audience, know what they want, where they are, how they want to be related to, how they want to feel and all of that, which will propel the kind of product or service you, you come up with and how you present it to them. So branding in its own sense is, is talking about how painting a perception about what you do, about what you sell. That is it for me. I hope I answered your question. No, that was that was exactly why I was asking that was that so I'm a design teacher myself, a design educator. I'm also a designer sort of as a hobby, I guess. It's <laughs> sort of my side <laughs> passion and hobby. And when you say that, you're actually you're speaking my language because this is what we want to happen in design education is for students to realize that there's so many layers to an industry. So just to say, I want to be a designer or I want to be an architect or I want to be an engineer. There's so many subdomains within that. It was just so great yes. to hear how authentic and how real world your experience has been. And I just love hearing that story. So thank you so much for sharing that with me. That was really, really a great and succinct way for you to, to tell me that. Thank you so much. And so I see that you sort of noticed that there was a problem. Students in school were not getting this basic design education as part of their yes. education. So tell me about Design Goes to School. Okay. Design Goes to School, like I mentioned earlier, it's an initiative set to birth a design savvy generation, and beginning with students in secondary school and in high school. Between the time we kicked off, that was like three years ago, 2019, 
and now I have done a lot of assignments when it comes to digging deeper into the essence, the real essence of design education at that level or generally in life. So which has opened my eyes to a whole lot of bigger problems. And I've read books, done trainings. Currently, I'm still reading books, taking trainings, reading materials, listening to podcasts. Yesterday, I was on a podcast for over two hours just to properly understand this big problem because a lot of people are not seeing it as a problem yet because they are not aware of how how impactful design could be in education right now. So starting Design Goes to School, is, it gives me so much joy because, and especially when I saw how impactful it can be globally, not just within my jurisdiction, I, I, I was able to check because one of the things I learned from the very few people I listened to, he said something in one of his training that was like two about two years ago now, and paraphrased, he said something like, whatever idea you have, you need to check how globally acceptable it's going to be or it can be. So that was what led to my own my borderless thinking and my borderless approach to design goes to school, which led to me discovering people like David Lee and Kiran Seti. I think she's an Indian woman who does great stuff on design thinking also and a few other guys like that. So me looking beyond my borders and seeing other guys doing this thing in other countries gives me so much joy and makes me understand that, okay, this problem is actually, number one, exists and it needs to be solved. And it is only few people that are first conscious of this problem that can take the app and they need to properly understand how, how massive the impact can be. So starting Design Your School is a thing of joy for me. And we've not really, really started yet. I, I know we're still going to get to the part where you're going to ask about the challenges. So when we get there, I'm going to, I, I have quite a lot of things to talk about when it comes to that. But Design Goes to School is really, really, really a big thing for me now. And I, I'm grateful to God for, for the consciousness to, 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 that, to that part of life. And I'm always willing and ready to, to be at the forefront of creating the solution to, to the problem. Wonderful. That was very eloquently said. So thank you for sharing that with me. And you mentioned what we have the vision, we have the goal, we we have the need, right? We're empathizing with our audience, so to speak. So what's the what's next? So what are these challenges that we just talked about? What are some of the things that are obviously beyond COVID? (laughs) I'm sure that that doesn't help the situation. What are some of the things that you're facing as you try to realize your vision in schools? Okay, number one, one of the major challenges I'm facing right now is to get people to, to let to ma- let people understand that there is a problem. That is like a fundamental problem right now, the fundamental challenge, rather, getting people to understand that this there is a problem, this is a problem, and this is the solution we have for it. So which led to, for about two years now, I've been struggling to get access to schools. I've written letters. I've taken letters to school myself. I, I think in a, a, a there was a day on that was last year December 
I drove myself to about 10 different schools within my state, trying to drop letters to get just to get access. Because initially, Design Goes to School was supposed to be like a passion project where we just sensitize people and all of that. But I, I, I asked myself the question, what comes after that? And that led to me creating, seeing the need to create bigger, to come up with bigger solutions, which is like creating a course and all of that. So those are the things we're working on right now. But getting people to accept what we have, to see and understand what we have, which it is based on their knowledge and acceptance and understanding of what we, we have that would determine their acceptance. Do you get I don't know if you got that. So they need to first know that there is a problem and understand the problem, the impact of it, then they can now accept. So because so schools basically now, which are the major target audience right now, had a challenge or is it still remains the major challenge we have now in terms of accepting us. And at some point I started reaching out to the to the government also to get access to the government schools and I've done loads of meetings. I had the office still trying to just penetrate that part. And okay, so the, I, I think before this problem, this challenge I mentioned, the bigger one is the fact that what people understand as design varies. So when you talk design, what comes to people's mind is shapes, color, text, and all of that. What we have for you is not just that. Though that is part of it, but that is not like the main thing. We're talking about the fundamental knowledge of design and how it relates to life. So that part, a lot of people don't understand about design. And the fact that one of the major things we are planning to teach, which is design thinking, carries the name design thinking. Has the has the word design in it. I, I think it, it, it still mitigates the or it affects the acceptability because whenever people hear design thinking, they believe it's just meant for designers. They believe it's limited to people in the creative industry, which is not. So those are the major challenges, getting people to know and understand what we have and accept us as being like a major one. So apart from that, and if, if that is not cleared, there is no way we are going to get support. So, so far now, everything I or we've been doing at Design Goes to School has been self-done financially and within the team. The fact that everybody still don't get what it is because we've actually not, it would have been a different case if we've had the opportunity to visit at least one or two schools to implement what we have so then they can see but the fact that we are still yet to get access to schools and we've not been able to implement the whole idea is still limiting us also. Yeah, I, I kind of expected that would probably going to be one of your main <laughs> main problems was that access to schools is, I mean, there's so many different layers to why schools are limited to their access other than the fact that there's young people there and, you know, it's the school's responsibility yeah. to watch after them. But also, you know, schools yeah. are, are busy places and sometimes people are just doing their best to survive <laughs> one day to the next. And so to have a visionary come in, sometimes 
sometimes can be a challenge. And so I'm sure you will find a way to solve that problem. And hopefully people yeah. listening can help with that. Hopefully, hopefully. I, I, I will be so glad to, to get people to understand this and also be of great support because it was so it was kind of comforting for me when the last time I spoke with David Lee and he, he made me realize that he also has is facing that kind of challenge at his end. It made it feel kind of comforting to me to know that okay, okay, I'm not the I'm not the only one. I'm not alone in this. You are definitely not alone in this. That's part of the reason we have this podcast is to help everyone feel that they're not alone in their particular situation. So we do. I I can tell you that everyone listening will empathize with what you're saying and hopefully be able to reach out and share with you some ideas that maybe even they have. And so let's hope we can get some exposure. (laughs) Absolutely, man. I I really hope we can we can help out there and see what we can do. So there'll be a, a, a moment here in the end where we can talk about how to get in touch with you and how to how to partner with you. But, you know, I mean, these are things that we do wrestle with. And I will tell you, as an educator who's been in the design education world for over 25 years, I'm still fighting this battle inside the schools. And so trust me, I I think everyone will empathize with that. And I, I personally share the same view as you. And that is that design information and knowledge and skills are essential for everyone, no matter what career they're going to go into. But having an understanding of how to solve problems, how to think critically, how to be creative it's something that's a lost art form, I think. And so I, I do believe yeah. that we have to continue to help our our yeah. students and our public <laughs> to learn these things. And okay. so I'm sure we can help with that. So what is your vision? What do you want to happen? What do you, let's say that you get access to the schools, you start creating courses. What do you where, where do you see this going from here? Five, 10, 20 years from now? Right now, I think the bigger picture will be that uh, design has been added to the to the school curriculum mm. as a subject as a course properly to get properly taught that's like the major 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 vision right now to have design in, in that level of education will be uh, a thing of joy for me yeah i, I mean I, I think that there are pockets of that that are happening globally but i would not say it's a it's a global movement at the moment i, I really would like to see it become yeah, yeah. more of a global movement absolutely and you know i think too it doesn't help in the fact that design thinking has been really popular and very successful in business especially in tech business yes. and i think when people hear design thinking there's a particular mindset and vision and stereotype that goes with the, that word, a connotation with, that goes with that phrase. And I think that's really hard when you're in a school because people in the community do not understand that design thinking is an ethos and a philosophy. It's really hard to sell that to them. So I think that design thinking education is incredibly important. So I, I think what you're doing is very admirable. Thank you. Thank you so much. And I'm also glad to know that, to, to, to hear that you've been in the journey for that long. I, I really commend your great work and consistency. Thank you so much. Yeah, absolutely. So shifting gears a little bit, you mentioned David Lee before. What kind of work are you doing with David? Okay, um, with David, we've actually not started um, working properly 
but we are at the stage of completing our partnership deal to seal the deal so we can, at a different point in time, we can have the Vili Edtech as one of our, I don't know how to put it now, one of our partners when it comes to resources, when it comes to advice, when it comes to having a foresight as regards what we are currently working on. And I am also aware of his book, Design Thinking, I think Design Thinking in the Classroom or something like that. Yeah, so having some of his resources as part of our materials to be a great one. So that's it basically for now. And I'm sure whatever would surface in the partnership relationship with him, yeah, we can always review it and, yeah, get it done. Yeah, he's a super cool dude. So I know that you're going to do great things with him. He was on the podcast last year. So I don't know if you've heard that episode, but he and I were. Yeah, we were talking about a year ago or a little longer than a year ago. So make sure you uh, have a chance to check that one out because we were talking about design thinking and about a few other things. So, yeah, I mean, um, super cool guy. And uh, he's got some great videos out there and some great resources for people. So let me ask you this. If you had to recommend a book other than david lee's book what's what's a book you would recommend everyone read right now i think for me i watching videos and listening to audio podcasts and all of that but right now apart from design thinking in the classroom by david lee i think design of everyday thing by don norman and um, design thinking and book by ellie woolery awesome those are great books and i've i've got a goodreads online shelf where i put people's recommendations that they've shared and so i'll make sure to add those if they're not already there for people to go and have a look at those i agree with you completely those are resources that everyone should be checking out right now that's that's really awesome so so you mentioned you like to watch videos and listen to podcasts and things like that what do you where do you find inspiration at the moment in those sorts of medium it, it was great to to it was great for me to find your content online because since you reached out and I did my background check on him. <laughs> yeah, you got to check it out, man. Make sure I'm not a fraud. <laughs> no, 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 no. It's, it wasn't even about being fraud or not, but it's just about trying to check um, the track record of the things you've done and all of that. So uh, I, I was really, really, really encouraged to see the great stuff you have there already. Right now, things that are resources, I think the question was resources that, that motivate me right now. Is that what you said? that inspires me okay so like i said i there are quite a number of online content that i just sometimes it might just be on instagram i might just find a content post uh, posted it might just be a video or anything that would trigger uh, a sense of a sense of need or a sense of action basically so it and it could be a book it could be anything it could be life generally i could be working on the street or in the in a car in a bus checking out one or two things in it within my environment and from there a different inspiration can come from from it so it could be anything for me right now. That's what good designers say. So um, you're right on track, man. I mean, that's exactly what you know. You find find inspiration from everything around you, and I think that's yes. really important. And you know, those are the things that we learn as design-minded people. And I think that's the thing that we're hoping you and others can get into schools and and talk about is how you find inspiration all over the place, right? Yeah. Yes, yes. Being conscious of your environment is one of the major 
thing. And knowing your audience, right? You don't know your audience unless you're yes. out in the community and learning about the audience. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah. The, the challenge right now is the fact that most of us, myself inclusive, we are so distracted by our mobile phones and we, are, we spend a huge part of our day on social media platforms and all of that. And we lose track of things happening in our immediate environment. And it is only when you pay attention to those things that you can discover problems that you can be of good, uh, that, that you can create solutions to and all of that. So I think being conscious of your environment, spending less time on screens and all of that would really, really help. Which are the things, like you said earlier, we are trying to introduce to the students in, 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 their, in that level of education. I, I could not agree more. This has been such a delightful and inspiring conversation. And so, Ulu Kunle, if people want to get connected with you, you mentioned Instagram. I'm sure you're on other media outlets. What's the best way to connect with you, to partner with you, to see the work that you're doing? Okay. For me personally, I'm at Olukunle with a spelling. I don't know how to put that out. I'll put it in the show notes. Don't worry. People will be able to click okay, right on okay. it. Yeah, absolutely. Just just at Olukunle on Twitter, on Instagram. Though on Twitter, I'm not very, I'm trying to learn the Twitter thing to get familiar with it more. So, but more on Instagram at Olukunle on Twitter. Also, you can also reach out to me at Olukunle. Any other platform, I, I, the, the name is really so unique. So you most likely not find another yet. What I'll do is in the show notes, I will include all of your contact information. So anyone yeah, can Yeah, and Design you. Goes to School. Late. It's at Design Goes to School everywhere. Though Twitter couldn't um, accommodate the full spelling of Design Goes to School. So... You get everything on the show notes. I'll make sure that it's all there. And we've already begun the social media blitz that we've got that going on. And this is just such a lovely chat. I really, really appreciate you taking time to connect with me and to chat with me. And so I would I would really love to extend an invitation for us to chat again in the future once things have continued to move in a positive direction for you as far as going into schools and, and that kind of thing. And so and maybe we can even invite David Lee to come on with us and the three of us can chat, which I think might be a fun opportunity. That would, be fun. that would be great. Yeah. So I will, I'll reach out to him and see what he says, but this has just been so great. Thank you so much for agreeing to chat with me. I wish you all the Thank best you, moving for forward. Oh man, this is, I'm the one who is um, very thankful. So we will be in touch because I have some ideas, even just through our conversation of people and okay. um, organizations I want to connect you with. And so I will be doing that very, very soon. And I know that listeners will also reach out and see what they can do to help as well. All right, Jason. Thank you so much, and I hope you have an awesome day. And you too, Jason. Thank you so much. I hope you enjoyed that episode of DesignCast. I'm Jason, your host, and I produced and created this podcast. If you have any input, I would love to hear from you. And I look forward to seeing you again really soon. This podcast is a proud member of the Teach Better Podcast Network. Better today, better tomorrow, and the podcast to get you there. Explore more podcasts at www.teachbetterpodcastnetwork.com. We will see you on the next episode.